Welcome back to For Your Amusement. Listeners and subscribers, we've got a great show for you tonight. I'm Kyle. I'm here with my friends Nick and Nolan, and we are For Your Amusement, the podcast that discusses theme parks all around the country and all for your amusement. Guys, welcome. Okay, so Kyle sent something. Well, he didn't send something, but he mentioned something earlier today about the Star Cruiser Hotel, which we've talked about at nauseum on this podcast and has been plastered all over social media for its excessive price tag and underwhelming delivery, yada, yada, yada. So, Kyle, I'm going to let you give me some details on what you read specifically, but there's pretty much nothing but bad news so far from this thing. So what did the article say that you read? Okay, so here is what I read. And so just to refresh your memory, the the actual price tag, I don't know the exact um, number, but it was something like $5,000 for like two to three people for two nights. Like that was like the cheapest thing. So like, okay, so that now that we've got that, that established, the, the new thing is that apparently, according to a lot of people who have went to the actual Star Cruiser Hotel, uh, Disney is now sending out uh, emails, inviting them to a, a survey, part of a survey, um, I think in a few weeks, to discuss what is going wrong with the hotel. And essentially, the, the word is that it's bombing, and they don't know why, and they want to figure out how they can make the experience better. And so they're searching for answers by contacting other people who have been there, and trying to get an answer. Now, I want to get your guys' thoughts, but I just have to say first, is Disney stupid, or is this some type of, like, thing about how they have to, like, do their due diligence and do all this research before they can make an assessment? Because when you when you want to know what the issue is, you're charging $5,000 for two nights. That's your issue. Guys, what do you think? I mean, the due diligence thing is, is kind of an interesting comment, and, like, yes, the answer is yes to that. But also, too, like, I don't think price tag is necessarily the biggest issue. I think the the issue is what the price tag constitutes. Like, you're not getting anything that's remotely worth what they're charging, which is a big deal. Like, the room that you get is uh, underwhelming, to put it kindly, I guess. Um from what I've seen, it looks like everybody who's gone, especially the people who are paid to be there, they're saying that they're having a great time, yada, yada, yada. But I think if you pay that, there, there's no way that you can walk away with a smile on your face. You kind of feel like you've been ripped off. I am really embarrassed for the company from the standpoint of Chapek with what he recently did with firing two executives that were basically uh, a threat to his position, or at least that's kind of what was speculated and the reason for them being fired. Um, I'm going to ask a, another question after Nolan says his piece. So I'm going to let Nolan say something first and then I got a question for you guys. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we pretty hit it on the head for a lot of the times you've been talking about this and it just, it doesn't really make sense to me in the fact that on why that this, I think the main thing with this hotel and 
not even just the price. It's just the when you go to like a theme park or maybe like a hotel or a cool experience, you always want to come back because it has really cool rideability or you want to see something again. And I think that's the big thing that I think a lot of people, especially the people who made this hotel, didn't really think too thoroughly over because like once you kind of do this once like what's kind of the point of kind of doing it again especially when you have a price tag the way that it is so you're already kind of having a low kind of percentage of people that can already travel to these spots you know so i think that was a a big thing that i think some people didn't really think of when making this yeah and and also that's a great point um what i was going to say before was or just to add to it was the fact that if this, I think that this idea is a home run. I think that this is kind of the future of theme park hotels is, you know, interactive hotels, themed hotels of Harry Potter, of Frozen, you know, of all these things. But I think that the, like I said, the price was way too exorbitant. I think that if, even if this was like 400, 500 a night, this would have been sold out regardless of what the experience was. I think that people would have flocked to it. And then maybe, you know, like you guys were saying, the rewritability would not have been there. So maybe they would have done it once. But, I mean, it would have, you know, more than – I think it's been three months. I mean, there still would have been sellouts, you know, so they wouldn't be bombing, quote-unquote. Nick, you had a question that you wanted to ask. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to I wanna piggyback on something really full. Not really piggyback, but kind of challenge something. Let's not forget what this is. This is not a hotel to have a roof over your head at night between your time at the park. This is uh, an experience that you buy to almost never leave the hotel. You only leave the hotel for a few hours to go on an excursion. This is something that I think they flopped on completely because there is nobody that's going to say, okay, I've done this once. I'm going to do it again and experience the same thing. That kind of seems like a waste of of life like it's not like a broadway show where you can pick up on maybe something that you missed before or maybe you really like the way the story developed yada 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 there's nothing there that would constitute somebody spending that what was it five thousand dollars whatever it is twice let alone three times let alone four times so they shot themselves in the foot from the perspective of trying to put on a performance rather than just making a hotel themed around Star Wars and letting mm-hmm. you explore Disney on top of that, which would have been a far better idea because you can get people cheaper price tag coming time and time again. Okay, that's done. Whatever. I want to know what you guys think is a, a, a suggested solution for the mistake that they made. How can you fix this? Can you fix this? No, I'll let you go first because I've talked a lot right now. <laughs> yeah. So I had a question that I think would maybe answer Nick's question. <laughs> would be, do you guys think it's possible that maybe if they decided, if they decided to maybe make this hotel in a different area, maybe not even Florida, you could make it, I don't know, South Florida or, I don't know, somewhere, maybe like a text, I don't know. But, would it benefit them at all, do you guys think, if it was in a different area rather than Orlando? Because Nick mentioned um, the fact that pretty much you're stuck in the hotel and blah, 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 which, I mean, is a big, I think, drawback because you want to go to Disney. You want to go to Hollywood Studios, you know? So this way, maybe if it was in a different area, maybe you'd have more incentive to maybe travel to that spot or something. So you're you're saying... 
like Miami, I'm just putting a random spot out there, like Miami, let's say, they would put this in Miami instead of on property? Yeah, or maybe like a, a major's uh, outside like a major city or something like that. Kyle, what's your thought on that? So Okay, so I'll answer Nolan's first, and then Nick, and I'll answer yours right after. So, okay. yeah, so I think what, what, what Nolan brought up was an interesting point, because you're essentially saying that, like, the main attraction here is Disney, and you're essentially saying you can come to Disney, but you can't actually go to Disney. You just have to go to this hotel and stay there. So I think that's what you're getting at, and it's a good point. I think, yes, if the price point wasn't so exorbitant, and, and also if this was better. I think that's the other part of it, too, is you know, it's not as good. You know, People aren't going to go more than once, and especially with the price point. Were you going to say, th- say something, Nolan? No, no. Oh, okay. And then, Nick, to answer your question, I think it absolutely can be salvaged. I think I, – I don't care how much money you put into it. Maybe get rid of all uh, – well, not all, but most of the interactive activities. Um, lower the price point down to 200 300 a night. And I think that, you know, make it like like you said, Nick, just make it a Star Wars-themed hotel, and then you go to the parks from there. It also comes with a, a – um, it's got an entrance already that leads you into Star Wars land. I think that's a hit. I mean, it's almost impossible for them to lower the price tag to be that affordable. But I do think once they – if – I'll say if – if they end up making crossing the point where they break even on this hotel for what they put into it, then they'll start to to back off on the cost, but they got to make their money back first. Um, this was a very, very expensive investment, and I think their Chepec is definitely feeling the pressure, and he wanted this to be successful so that they could build more in the future, and it's not looking good for the future, uh, unfortunately, because it's kind of a shame. It's yeah. a cool concept. Nick, I, I'm I'm interested in what you said because I think it's a it's a great point um, about how he's not going to lower the price until he makes his investment back. But it's almost like people aren't going to spend that money because if they're bombing right now and they're asking people, you know, why? How can we get people to go? I don't think the answer is to keep the price where it is. I think the 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 answer is to make it more affordable, and then you'll get more people and more money. Right, it's almost like when you think of like Starbucks, people aren't going to pay a thousand dollars for a cup of coffee. If you want to make a thousand dollars, you charge you know three to five dollars for coffee, and you get all these people to pay that. Like that's how I kind of see it here. I I do agree with that a hundred percent. I just don't know where they're gonna put their chips. Like, wh- how long do you wait until you realize okay, we got to truncate this ten percent, and then ten percent doesn't work, and then you go to twenty. I mean, that's these are huge discounts that people are going to feel gypped that first stayed at this hotel. They're going to be like, what the fuck? Where's my discount? Why did I pay all this money? And they're getting the same experience as me for far less. Um, I I just I, I don't know the future of this fucking hotel, but I really hope that it, there's some success out of this because I really don't want this to go to waste because it was such a fantastic idea. And I think so many people were so excited to see this thing get off the ground. But um, there's just unfortunately, since this thing is open, it's been nothing but a heartache. So, and also, is this Disney's biggest failure in, like, obviously, like in, you know, in this year, but in like almost the entire company's existence? Is this one of their biggest failures? 
I mean, no, they've had plenty of rides that just absolutely flopped. Um, as far as hotels go, I mean, it, by far. In recent memory, it absolutely is, just because of, especially with the, the investment involved, it's kind of like their uh, Fast and Furious. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, for recent memory, it is for sure. At least Fast and Furious, they didn't spend any money on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know, both of them are equal in my mind. Yeah. Um, but I'd rather go on Fast and Furious. Anyway, we're going to move off that. Shout out to that. <laughs> we have any any uh, closing comments on that real fast? I don't think so. All right. So sticking with something that's ridiculously expensive, but this one, it's the price tag is steep, but for with what you're getting, it's really not as bad as the sticker shock is going to seem. <laughs> so they Disney has come out with a uh, a private jet trip for a hundred thousand dollars per person. I think the the uh, initial package is about 110000 They're recommending it for, like, uh, teenagers and up. They're not recommending it to bring your, you know, like, eight-year-old kid, I guess. Um, so the Jet Trip is offering you a trip to every single Disney park that exists on this planet, which is f- an insane deal. Like, if I had the money, I'm, I'm doing this immediately. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be released in uh, three options, three tiers. So on June 20th, Previous, uh, I guess they have this thing called Disney Adventures. So previous adventures by Disney guests who've traveled on three or more adventures, they get priority to this. After that, on the 22nd, June 22nd, all previous guests, the previous adventures by Disney guests, 24th, June 24th, the Golden Oak members, and then June 28th, obviously the general public. Now, uh, you may be asking for a hundred grand per person, what does this entail? Okay. So it's 24 days, which, I mean, hello, that's like a month of fun. You can't beat that. Covers six countries, uh, 12 magical Disney theme parks, three iconic landmarks. You get to see, okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to make it worth your while in that sense, even if you're not a big fan of Disney. You get to go to the fucking Taj Mahal, the Pyramids of Giza, and the Eiffel Tower. Uh, Do I have to say any more, or are you signing up if you have the money? You're you're getting a private jet trip with probably as good as it gets. You're going to get better service than the fucking president. This is a fantastic deal for anybody who has a bunch of money. It's going to be exclusive, limited. They're going to sell out in a matter of minutes. It is probably one of the craziest things that they've offered, in my opinion, because I think there's a lot of people out there whose dream is to go visit every theme park disney theme park before they die and you can kind of do it in 24 days and see three global landmarks i mean it's kind of a no-brainer if you got the cash well that was my question nick is how many people have the cash and obviously like when you think of how many rich people there are sure people have you know hundred thousand dollars to spare but how many of those people are going to pay and take 24 days to go on this trip. I see this thing selling out quickly. Yeah, you 100%. think so? Yeah, I do, 100%. Wow. When you say selling out, how how many people do you think it accommodates per trip? Oh, uh, does it say here? Uh, it doesn't say. I mean, what's a private jet hold? <laughs> Like 10 people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess 
if you're saying it's only 10 people, then maybe. I guess they would sell out, and then they'll make a quick, what, million dollars, something like that? Easy, yeah. Yeah. So, I get it. I mean, obviously, like, this is not for the majority of people. But, hey, if, if people are going to do it, all power to them. Nolan, you got any comments? Uh, Nothing really. I mean, you guys were talking about it, but it's it's really cool. And just the fact that they're kind of expanding their kind of opportunities to experience different things is pretty dope. So, I mean, like you said, I mean, the hotel was a like, kind of a miss, but this is sounding kind of like a hit, possibly. So, Okay, if you got it, go for it. If you don't, well, I don't. I ain't going. All right. <laughs> So, uh, I've never done an escape room. They're very popular. People rave about them. Universal is going to have their own, which is taking over, I think, the Groove Club? One of the clubs that was in City Walk. It's going to be a, I guess it's, what is it called? The Great Movie Escape Room? Yeah, the Great Movie Escape Room. Uh, it's coming this fall to City Walk. It's going to have two escape rooms in it which they're packaging it with innovative storytelling and theming, which, I mean, I, I can't imagine this being anything but a success. It looks like you got Back to the Future and Jurassic World as options. Um, I think they're going to incorporate Halloween Horror Nights into this as well. Um, I'm not seeing a price point yet, but are you guys intrigued by this? The signage is really fucking cool. Reminds me of the great movie ride, and it makes me miss it. Nolan, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty cool. I mean we discussed this um, a while ago, and finally happened, and it's it's pretty cool that they decided to go this route because, like we've been saying, like they need to update a lot of stuff in City Walk, and this is a really cool thing, not only to add more value to City Walk, but also has that nostalgia and brings in their old franchises that a lot of people love to go and see um but i'm also really intrigued because i've done a couple escape rooms and they're, they're really fun um and i'm just curious to kind of see how the two franchises are probably work out for it you know because i mean they're gonna have like a cool story to go with it or else it's gonna be kind of whack but um i'm pretty excited that they uh, decided to do it so yeah absolutely um, I'm excited for this. Uh, you're right, Nolan. I remember very distinctly talking about this a few months ago and how that was rumored. And um, I, I'm really excited because I think, like, from the sign, and if you haven't seen the sign, you know, look it up because it's really cool. Like, it just shows me that they, to quote Jurassic World, spared no expense. So I think that <laughs> I think that that's really cool. Like, I, like that's what they should be doing because how expensive could this possibly be? Like, it's, it's probably, like, a few hundred thousand dollars, and, like, that's nothing to them, and it would be a huge boon to their, to especially the City Walk, because, you know, we always talk about City Walk needing more things to do, and this is huge. Um, I wonder how many people it could accommodate. That's the only thing I'm, I'm worried about, almost, is that, like, because the lines or the weights are going to be crazy. Um, but other than that, I mean, it looks great. Like, Nick, you, you said, you know, you thought of the great movie ride right away, and that's what, that's what hit me at first. Um, and also the fact that they're honoring, they have, you know, obviously Jurassic Park is a, um, is a new franchise, but like Jurassic Park itself is, you know, very old and very, you know, and it, it started with the park and obviously Back to the Future is one of their most, um, you know, prized 
um, commodities there. And I, I'm excited that they're honoring that. Um, and I, I'd be really excited to do this. And, yeah, I, I, we're going to talk about something that I did this weekend in a second. But actually, this kind of, like, set the blueprint for it, I think, for me. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what what will happen here. Uh, I want to see an animatronic. I want to see an animatronic raptor fucking attack me. If that doesn't happen, I'm never going back. Kyle, what did you do this weekend? Okay, so, um, I did the Stranger Things experience. And so, uh, there's actually, it started out in, in California. Uh, during the pandemic, it was a drive-through because of COVID. Um, I don't know how that would have worked, but I guess they made it work. And now it's a walkthrough here. And then Nick, you mentioned that it, it's a walkthrough in California too. So what happened is there's this huge warehouse that essentially that Netflix rented out in Brooklyn. Um, and they have a bunch of different rooms. Um, and so what they do is like they, they immerse you in the world of stranger things. And so essentially what, what it is, is you're in this, um, you're in the Hawkins lab from the show. Um, and so, what happens is you go in and like you're part of a study for that. Um, that's the storyline. And then you go in and it actually was very reminiscent of Terminator uh, of, or of the Terminator ride at, at Universal um, because you, you're going in and like they're telling you like the parts of the study and everything. And then all of a sudden, like on the screen, like the main characters from the, the show break out and they're like, you know, they break in and they take over the monitor and they go, you know, don't trust them. You know, they're, you know, they're evil, you know, yada, yada, yada. They kidnapped our friend L. Um, and then they uh, literally like they, they say, OK, you know, everybody go into this room and they take you into a, like, a different room where I, the actual show starts. And um, so like what it is, is like three separate like showrooms where it's very interactive. So like the first one is like you're kind of like they're testing you to see if you have any powers. Like if you watch the show, you know, Eleven has powers and like she was originally like being tested by this like evil scientist and that's what's going on here and you have like you have an actor in every room and they're like pretending to be like the the person that's testing you or like interacting with you and so like the character like the actual character interaction is really great um and that's like something that we always you know talk about wanting more of um like pat (laughs) and um and then they take you into this other room where it's like it's very it's very much like um, it's really cool. It's like all projections and it's like an escape room. And so like they're taught, like the characters are being projected on the screens and like, they're like telling you, like, you have to find this and you have to like, you know, barricade the doors because the monsters are trying to get you. And they take you to another room where they have like this all like this, um, the projections are really cool. Like it seems like these monsters are trying to get you from the outside. And like, you can feel like the walls shaking and like banging, um, while you like, you try to like use your powers that they gave you. Um, so like essentially like they, they break you up into like three different groups and they say, okay, you know, group one, you know, it seems like you have telekinetic powers. And when they tell you, like the characters say like, Hey, group one, use your telekinetic powers. And then you, you literally like, you know, you put your hand to your head, like you're using the powers. And then like they, the special effects are really cool. Like they move things for you and you know, things like that. Um, and then they have like this like huge screen in the third room and it's kind of like a climactic fight and you're participating in it also. So like what it was, it was like pretty much like an escape room plus like almost like a pre-show ride. Um, like it made me think of like Hagrid's or something like that where like you're in, you're, 
seeing, you know, things happen on screen from the characters, and then you kind of, it's more interactive than that, though. So, like, that's the best summary I can give. <laughs> so, Kyle, I know you're not a big fan of, uh, scary, spooky spiders. Yeah. So, were you, uh, uncomfortable at all during this? No, honestly, I wasn't. I was really excited about it. Like, I was really happy with it. Just because, like, it didn't feel scary to me. Like, I thought it would, but it didn't. Just because, like, it was, I, I felt like I was kind of in the Stranger Things story. And, like, I, you know, I love Stranger Things, and, like, I have no issues with anything that they put on screen. And so, like, I was happy to be there, and, like, I was kind of immersed, and I didn't even think of it. Um, they were kids there, too, so, like, it wasn't, like, that scary. There were a couple times when, like, you saw that they shielded their eyes, but, like, it wasn't scary at all. Did they have, like, an age recommendation for this? Did they say 13 they and up at all? They said 13 and older, yeah. Okay, which is kind of expected. Was it, uh, was it expensive? You don't mm. mind me asking? No, I don't think so. I'm trying to remember exactly how much we paid. I think it was, like, $40 per ticket. And then the experience lasted about how long? Okay, so the experience, I would say, was probably like a half an hour. Okay, um, that's all right. And then, and then what happens afterwards is you go into – so, like, I don't know how much of the show you guys have seen, but in season – the previous season, they had, like, this Starport Mall, which is, like, this, like, new location. Um, and so, like, they essentially rebuilt part of it. Oh, and that's then cool. they re- yeah, and they rebuilt, like, parts of, of different sets from the show, and they sold merchandise and, and food and drinks at each little stand there, you know, like, at each set. Yeah, that's really cool. So they had, what was the fucking ice cream store? Uh, yeah, Scoops Ahoy. Yeah, we got, yeah, 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 we got us, um, ice cream from there, and, like, they have, like, photo ops. Like, you could take pictures with, like, the Scoops Ahoy sign, and they had, like, the couch, you know, with the – um with all the letters above it that, like, you could take pictures at. So, like, things like that. With the Christmas lights? Exactly. That's it. Okay, gotcha. Okay, cool. So, that's definitely a great way for them to promote the new uh, season. But were was there anything in there that you had to see the new season to understand, or was it no. all just previous seasons? No, zero. Have you guys seen the new season at all? Well, I haven't. I haven't. I've seen okay. all three, but not this one. So, yeah. okay, so, yeah, so there's, um, there's nothing in the actual, um, in the actual, like, um, what do you want to call it, like, events, you know, like, the interactive part of it, um, that was from season four. Um, the only thing from season four was when you get into the mall, they just have two little sections, like, there's, like, a, a roller skate rink that's from the, uh, the new season that they, they built a section of, and then there's this, um, club that they do D&D at called the Hellfire Club. And they just had a little section where they just had, like, a, a background that said Hellfire Club. And that's all they okay. had. So, like, it was, like, a good way to tease it without having to, like, make you see anything from the new season. Gotcha. All right. Cool. So, that, that, how long is that running for if anybody in New York wants to go? I think it's it's a, it's an open run is what I think. But it was really oh, cool. So- and it was crowded. Like, you know, everyone wanted to be there. And everyone seemed to really enjoy it. Like, people were taking pictures and buying a lot of things. So it was cool. All right, cool. Sounds like uh, sounds like fun to be honest with you. Yeah, and but, I guess how, how different is that experience? Like, especially like the first part of it from like a, a Hollywood Horror Night house. 
a horror night's house is the best way I can describe a horror night's house is they tr- do their best to take away your personal space and everything you find comfortable. They just try to rip that shit gotcha. right out from underneath you. It's it's uh, if you haven't been before, it's and you you're not really acclimated to haunted houses. It's certainly gonna take a couple to warm up to. But once you get used to the format, almost all of them have this a similar setup. Um, but getting used to it kind of – I remember when I was a kid, bro, I was so scared. Oh, yeah. my God. But now so, there's nothing. I mean, now it's – you know, that's your thing. That's your bread and butter. Exactly. Um, so, wait, question for for you, Nick. So do they rebuild, like, sets from, like, let's say Stranger Things for the Stranger Things house? Or, like, what does that look like? So they had a Stranger Things house a few years ago, and usually when they do big properties like that, they put them in what they call a soundstage, which is exactly what they would film like a feature film on if they were instead of showing on location. Um, so certain rooms would be, you know, pretty detailed in scope. They like I think they had a piece of the Starcourt Mall where they had the oh Kyle, help me, what's the fucking monster's name? Oh, the Demogorgon uh, or the Mind Flayer. The mind flare that it was freaking I can't remember what the lifeguard Billy Bobby Jones I don't oh know, yeah you that got he it, turned Billy. into Billy yeah so he yeah. that they had a whole section dedicated to that it's their detail that they put is is really incredible now what you experienced might be bigger in scope but for what Horror Nights has to work with they certainly do a damn good job well that's awesome I mean you could just look it up on you could look it up on YouTube pal just look up the Stranger oh, Things house that's a great yeah that's a great idea I should do I'm that. sure you would enjoy that for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, speaking of uh, Stranger Things and Horror Nights, um, Horror Nights just recently had another house announcement, which, if you already know it, it's nothing to uh, freak out over or get too excited. They announced Halloween was coming back. Halloween, the first Halloween. I think they've done – Nolan, have they done Halloween before, the first movie? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's my favorite horror movie of all time. Michael Myers has a very special place in my heart, so I'm not upset by it. I kind of wish that they would give a little bit more of a variety for their hardcore fans because we've seen Halloween a lot. Um, Because there's only so many times you can see Michael Myers before you just want to get out the fuck out of the house and Mm -hmm. do something different. Um, But, you know, it's cool. We got two down. We got Universal Classic Monsters with uh, the Wolfman and Dracula, I believe. I think Mummy sprinkled in there too, and then obviously Halloween with a uh, speculation of Stranger Things house coming too. Uh, Nolan, you got thoughts on Halloween? Um, or not really? I mean, I am excited, but also at the same time, I wish they kind of maybe went a different route because they've done this a decent amount. I know this is. Mm. I'm not sure which one this is uh, portraying. Um, it's the first movie. The very first. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, they, they've done that before, I believe. And, uh, I mean, it, it's fun, you know, but at the same time, they're all, that's also taking space of, out of, like, maybe an original or another IP, you know. And so, I mean, at that point, I feel like they should maybe go a different route. But, uh, you know, I mean, if it's a good house, I mean, I won't be too mad. I just want the lineup to be pretty cool. So, um, so far, I think they're one out of two for the announcement. So hopefully the next one's pretty cool. 
Kyle, do me a favor. One of these days, just go on like a like a twenty minute YouTube dive and just look up a bunch of Horror Nights houses because you'll get a feel for what the events really like. Unless you've seen some already. I've seen like pictures or like little clips, but I haven't really seen it. So I'm definitely okay. going to take you up on that, and I'm going to you know take do some research on it. It's certainly nothing like experiencing it for yourself, but at least you'll get a, a little understanding of what we're yeah. referencing. Honestly, yeah, I mean, I would love to come the, this year. You know, this you know, this October. Um, I did say, you know, when uh, when the parks are back to normal without COVID, that I would come, and hopefully this year I can. That would be nice. All right. Well, hopefully you bring your depends because <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> first timers either love it or hate it. So, and you, you know, I might love it and still need the depends. <laughs> Alright, um, closing thoughts. Do we have a history portion? No, not tonight. Not tonight. Closing thoughts? Um, I don't think so. Anything that we didn't cover? Nope. Sounds good. Eat your your vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Um, as always, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at a Four Year Amusement or Four Year Amusement TikTok or Pot. <laughs> oh man! Um, and also wherever you listen to us on, uh, make sure you subscribe, uh, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.